Thanks for listening to this podcast of Trending with Timory from the Relevant Radio app. Anything you share in terms of episodes, whether it's texting it to a friend, posting on social media, helps to build up the kingdom for God to help confront the challenging issues we face as a culture, but with joy, with hope, and with an eternal perspective where our faith collides with everyday life, bringing eternal principles to help us live our life joyfully. Jesus, born to set thy people free from our fears and sins. Release us, let us find our rest in thee. What is an Advent wreath? Let's dive in. Maybe you grew up with an Advent wreath on your table at home. Perhaps you see it at Mass. You wonder, hey, it's there, but no one really acknowledges it other than that first initial blessing. If you happen to go to 7 a.m. Mass or whatever the earliest Mass is at your church on Sunday, and then suddenly each candle's lit, but nothing's really said about it. Well, the Advent candles help to demonstrate the strong contrast between darkness and light, which is an important biblical image. And what's interesting is that right as we head into the Christmas season coming up on the 25th, there's this point even in the the way of the sun and the moon where we start to see the days start to increase again. The days start to get longer after they had been shortening and shortening after the time of John the Baptist coming. It's fascinating as you, as you look at kind of the liturgical calendar, there's this difference between heading back earlier in the year, I believe it's June, where the days lengthen, preparing the way for Christ. And it, it's so fascinating as we see this contrast, even just in the way God has designed nature, centering around Christmas, and to see that imagery of the stark contrast between darkness and light, with Jesus being the light of the world that dispels the darkness of sin. Jesus said this himself in John chapter 8, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. You see, the Advent wreath helps us to spiritually contemplate the great drama of salvation history. It is rich with incredible symbolism everywhere around the Advent wreath. You are the light of the world, and you are called, like Christ, by the grace of Christ, to let your light shine before others. And this is what we hear in the calling of the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew chapter 5. So how does this relate even deeper to the Advent wreath? We'll start to look at some of the symbols. First of all, a circle. A circle without beginning or end is the shape of the wreath itself. A circle represents a handful of things. One, that we're made for eternal life and that we're meant to return back to God. There's a Latin saying, I can't remember what it is, but essentially it means everything comes from God and is meant to return to God. And that this is the core of our understanding of theology, the understanding of revelation, the revelation of Jesus Christ, that God is symbolized in this Advent wreath of as total unending, unconditional love. And if he gave everything to us and we recognize that, we are meant to return everything back to him. And so that very shape of the circle of the Advent wreath points to the beginning and the end, the alpha and the omega, that we are made for eternal life. Now, if you look at numbers, numbers have a major significance in 
the Advent wreath. Traditionally, we have four candles which are lit around the Advent wreath with one pink one, which is a little girl. I love the pink one. Um, And with that, each candle represents a theme, a virtue, in fact. You have the four candles, the first one being hope, peace, and you have Gaudaute Sunday, which is joy, that pink candle, and finally love. And with that, these candles, at least in our home, I like to take that virtue, and as we light the candle, we pray for that virtue. We talk about what it is. These are concepts that are pretty big concepts that need to be contemplated often. That's why we're diving to hope every day this week on trending. Peace will be next week and so on and so forth. But with those colors come numbers as well. And those numbers in the cal- in the candles are fascinating. Each candle totaling four represents a thousand years with all four candles representing 4,000 years, which are meant to symbolize the time of the world waiting for the Savior from Adam and Eve to Jesus. Now, some people love to add in a fifth candle on Christmas Day being a white candle that it symbolizes the purity of Christ. And it's often brought in on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. It's not mandatory, but it's another element of the Advent wreath that people love to add in. Now, the violet purple, whatever you want to call it, is key to the liturgical seasons of Lent and Advent. It represents a time of prayer and penance and sacrifice. At the heart of the Advent season is penance, sacrifice, and ultimately conversion. John the Baptist is an incredible, incredible aid and guide for the season of anticipation. Just the word Advent itself is meant to lead us to understanding that it's a season of preparation. We wait in our own darkness and enter into the hopefulness of Christ through his grace. And some other neat traditions, this one I learned last year, the four candles also have other symbolism that were thrown on them in addition to the four virtues and the 4,000 years of waiting for salvation between Adam and Eve and Christ. The other is, is the four themes of the candles. One being the first candle, the prophet's candle, a reminder that Jesus is coming. The second candle also referred to as the Bethlehem candle, reminds us of Mary and Joseph's journey to Bethlehem to enter into that journey. The third Sunday of Advent is symbolized by the shepherd's candle, reminding us of the joy the world experienced when Jesus Christ himself came. And fourth, that fourth Sunday of Advent is the angel's candle, representation of the message of the angels of peace on earth and goodwill toward men through this tiny Christ child. But a tiny Christ child, remember, who later will be crucified, will die and rise again, and that through his conquering death, we come about to embrace and have life. So here's what's neat. You don't have to have an Advent wreath in order to enjoy this great tradition. You can enjoy it by pointing it out at Mass, or maybe you bring it into your home, putting it on your table or putting it on a coffee table somewhere. You can even make your own wreath. I've actually done this in the past of just taking um, greens and reds and pine cones and putting it all together to make your own wreath. I think these are actually some of the best. I've even bought some fresh ones in the past and put it right smack in the middle of my table. But real wreaths smell really nice 
or you can have ones that aren't real. The last few years I've gone with a not so real wreath. I might make one this year. I want to put it out tonight. We took out the Shining Light Dolls children's advent wreath for my daughter and she's been loving playing with it. We'll post a link on social media to that. But I want to talk about some of the key elements in the advent wreath that also have symbolism. The evergreens are meant to remind us of eternal life in Christ. The pointed holly leaves and berries are a representation of the crown of thorns from the passion of Jesus and his precious blood. So those pointy holly leaves and the berries with the contrast of the red and the points for the crowns. Pine cones have always been used by artists to symbolize enlightenment, rebirth, and resurrection. So the Catholic Church has actually always used pine cones in psychography as well to symbolize Christ's resurrection. I'll post a link to some great Advent prayers that you can pray for the time when you light those new candles of the Advent Wraith. But I hope you've enjoyed this content on the Advent Wraith. You can bring it into your home or have greater understanding of it as you look to the Advent Wraith there in your church. 